hear us through your AirPods or see us on your laptop, how about meeting us in real life? Because we're taking Queer Money on the road this summer and fall. Visit QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player to find out when we'll be in your neighborhood. LGBTQ college graduates, on average, have about $16,000 more in student loan debt than the general population, as last reported by Student Loan Hero in 2018. Graduates with student loan debt are also 60% more likely to have credit card debt. The student loan debt crisis has only been exacerbated by the pandemic. Everyone is looking for a solution. So what can you and your loved ones do in the meantime? Well, you're listening to Queer Money episode number 283, and we're talking once again with Howard Dvorkin, the chairman of Debt.com and the author of two books, Credit Hell and Power Up. Howard's returning to talk with us today about student loan debt consolidation, which might be a solution for you if you already have student loan debt. This will wrap up our four-part series with Debt.com about tackling all forms of debt. With over 25 years in the industry, Howard is a great resource for information for student loan consolidation and Debt.com is a great platform to connect with all the resources Howard and his team offer, including the credit card payoff course, the best and fastest tool for paying off credit card debt, saving a boatload of money and getting your credit score over 750. We make the Queer Money podcast for you, so please post your money questions in the Queer Money Facebook group. We may answer your question in an upcoming episode. Now, on with the show. There's personal finance for the masses. This is not personal finance for the masses. This is Queer Money. Queer Money is made possible by Capital One. Capital One believes that financial well-being includes your mental, physical, and financial health. Check out CapitalOne.com today. Well, welcome back to another episode of Queer Money. So we're tackling a massive, massive issue today. (laughs) As many of you know, student loan debt has become the second highest form of debt in the United States. At last check, it was well above $1.6 trillion. And that debt is causing a lot of students or post-students, individuals who are out of school, to feel like they're drowning in debt. And they're seeking ways that they can alleviate their situation. And so again, we're having Howard Dvorkin from Debt.com back on the show to talk to us a little bit about debt consolidation and what it is and how it can help you if you feel like you're in this situation where you just can't seem to get ahead when it comes to your student loan debt. So welcome back, Howard. We appreciate you coming back on the show. Thanks so much for having me and a pleasure to be here as always. Definitely. So we know that there's there's a lot of individuals in the United States right now who continue to follow this mantra of going to school is the best way to make money in the future, so you need to get an education. And because of that, students seem to be taking on more and more and more student loan debt, and they're struggling our niece, when she got out of, uh, out of school, was faced with a bill of well over $1,000 a month for her student loans. And she just said, I'm, I'm not able to make enough money to cover that and be able to live. So a lot of individuals are turning to student loan consolidation. Maybe you could help us understand what student loan consolidation is. Well, first of all, in your intro, you you mentioned student loan is the second highest level of debt. I'm assuming mortgage is the first, and then there's student loan, and then 
you know, surprisingly credit card debt is right below that. Um, auto loans float in there somewhere. I'm not quite sure where, but at the end of the day, it's a real problem because people have gone to school expecting to make very big salaries. And just because you have a piece of paper that says you went to school doesn't mean that you're going to automatically get a higher paying job. You might, but a lot of the times, and because of the uh, onslaught of these for-profit schools, it has been challenging because at the end of the day, these for-profit schools have very slick advertising and they suck people in and get them to pay a lot of money. And unfortunately, the education that you receive may not be commiserate with the amount you paid. So it is challenging these days for a student to go through and incur all this debt because it's we're talking tens of thousands of dollars over the course of years and and pay it back. So the problem is there's got to be a better way because there's two types of student debt. There's federal loans, and there's private loans. Federal loans are issued by the government and have very generous repayment terms, and you could do a lot of a lot of good things, flexibility with these loans. And there's some programs out there that we're going to discuss later that'll help you eliminate those loans at certain points of your career. Then there's private loans, which are financed typically through a bank, and they have less generous terms, higher interest rates, less likely to be able to modify them at certain times. So you have to figure out first, do you have federal or do you have private or do you have a mixture of both? Typically, the private student loans there's somebody who's making money, making more money on that. They're going to have a, less, a smaller appetite for you to modify their payments. On the student loan side, the federal government does have programs out there that allows students the ability to take those loans, consolidate them into lower payments. Also, in some circumstances, depending on the career path you take, you might be able to eliminate your federal loans. Because if you work for a nonprofit or a governmental agency, after 10 years, you eliminate them. The trick is you got to register. So if you go and register, the clock starts now, not when you started working for them. And I have lots of people that come to debt.com and say, well, I've been working for this place in, for 20 years. I said, yeah, but you never registered yeah. when the law came into place, which is probably the 2010-2011 that changed the rules. So the clock could have started then. But if you work for a nonprofit and you register those debts, then you get eliminated at the end of 10 years, which is terrific. That's a great thing. The other thing is in government loans, they don't want you to have these loans forever. So after 25 years of solid payments, they will turn around and say, okay, you paid for 25 years, regardless of your balance, you're done. You don't have to make another payment. 
Thank you very much. Because frankly, they made enough on you. You probably paid back the principal twice over that you borrowed between the interest. But you can go through and modify these. Now, how do you do that? The government wants you to do it yourself. The problem is it's kind of like doing your own taxes. There's complicated rules and you could screw up your loan consolidation if you don't know what you're doing. So there are companies out there that will help you for a fee and typically they're worth it. Uh, The government doesn't like you paying a fee to get out of debt, but I look at it the same as filing your tax returns. If you're going to file your tax returns and you go to an H&R Block, they have the computer program, they know what they're doing, and 30 minutes later you walk out and you got a nice refund. Same thing with this. The people typically, at least the ones at Debt.com partners with, know what they're doing and they get you a good consolidation loan or consolidation done on your outstanding government loans. The other side is, you know, there are some bad people out there that charge you a lot of money and may or may not do everything they say they will. So you got to be careful. And lots of them have been shut down, frankly, over the course of the last 10 years. Then we go to the private loans. Private loans are able to be reconsolidated. Say you have a private loan at 8%. Well, now interest rates are very, very low. And maybe you can consolidate those private loans and say you have private loans from five different financial institutions. And they average maybe 8%. Some are 9, some are 10, some are 7, some are 6. Who knows? But average 8%. You take those, they go through, they do the put you into the system and you might get 4% interest or maybe 3% interest. I don't really know what the actual interest rates are, but they are low right now. So it's a good time to go through and consolidate your debts if you're able to. Capital One strives to inspire a better financial path for everyone, including the LGBTQ plus community through access to credit, tools to manage debt and product features. Digital products such as CreditWise and Eno are designed to take the stress out of money by helping you manage credit, a key source of potential stress, and stay on top of spending without worrying all the time. Sign up for CreditWise for free today. So if I've got a combination of federal student loans and private student loans, and I want to consolidate that, that means I, I would have to do two different consolidations, or is there a way to sort of blend all those together and make it even simpler for myself? You can consolidate into a the government loan into a private loan, but it's not advised because you're taking a loan that because it's a federal loan, there are a lot of breaks that the government is giving you, lower interest rates, more opportunity to reconsolidate your debt. They're, they're a friendlier, nicer lender. So I always would advise a person in that situation, keep your government loan separate from your private loans. That makes a lot of sense. And and, so, and as, you're, as you're talking, to me, this almost sounds like if you've got a mortgage and rates have dropped enough to make it advantageous for you to refinance, that it just makes financial sense 
to do it. There aren't a whole lot of adverse consequences except for maybe some closing costs. If rates are lower for student loans, private and federal, does it just make sense to, to refinance? It makes sense to investigate. Yeah. And most likely, if the rates are less, it, chances are it's a very good deal. And as opposed to a mortgage, there are no closing costs. You might have to pay somebody to help you through the process because, mm-hmm. frankly, the process is very, very tedious and you have to understand what you're doing in order to succeed. And some, lots of people can do it, but some people don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. They want to spend their time going to the beach or whatever the case may be, but they don't want to do a loan consolidation that frankly could take hours and hours to sure. learn about this stuff. I also love the fact that, you know, I think John and I were both familiar that this this is something that you can do with those private loans, but I was not familiar with or aware that you could actually do these with your federal loans, that there were a way to consolidate your federal loans. We have a lot of individuals who have reached out to us and said, what do I do with my federal loans? And we were always under the assumption that, well, a federal loan is a federal loan, and it's probably going to stay that way. But it sounds like there's this opportunity now for individuals to use these services that will allow them to take a look at your federal loans. So if you have just federal loans, don't think that all hope is lost. It sounds like there is an option there for you to potentially consolidate and lower your your, lower your payments. And really, that's kind of what this is all about, right? You're, you're lowering your interest rate, which in turn lowers your payments. Absolutely. And you just gave me a layup <laughs> beyond belief, because I'm going to tell you, you know, if you have either, you go to debt.com and we're going to help you navigate the uh, sometimes choppy waters of student loan consolidation. What does that process look like? So let's say I call debt.com and I say that I've got uh, a federal loan, federal loans or, or private loans or a combination. What does that kind of process look like for me? Well, we're going to partner you. We're going to put you with a partner of ours and they're going to go take you through the process. Some will do a consolidation of your private loans and we may put you with two partners. Uh, a private loan fella and a poor girl. We don't want to be uh, sexist. Um, <laughs> and we'll also go through and the person will go through and give some information, you, typically their social security numbers or their loan numbers. And we'll go through and see what your loans are and figure out the best plan for you and typically help you file the application for the government loan and help you file the application for the private loans for uh, consolidation. Now, the private loans for consolidation are more like a typical loan. They're going to check your credit history. They're going to do all sorts of things because obviously they want to know who they're lending money to. And uh, it's a great opportunity to liquidate your plan, to liquidate your loans. It's a tremendous opportunity. And truthfully, nobody wants to be paying their bill, their student loans for the next 25 years. At least nope. I don't. <laughs> right. um, and I'm sure your listeners don't either. Absolutely not. So what what if what if I'm on an income based 
repayment plan. We know that there's a lot of folks who listen to the podcast who are on these kinds of plans because of their income based or because of their income. So they have these plans where they're they're paying a lot lower than what they maybe traditionally might pay. Does it still make sense for those folks to investigate whether or not this is a wise choice? Absolutely. And you should always look at your opportunities to save some money. Now, Income-based plans, what that means is they're just stretching out the payment. Because if you owe, let's say, $40,000 and you they give you 15 years to pay it in a typical loan or they give you 20 years to pay it, well, 20 years is more time. Your payment's going to be lower. You're going to pay more interest over those 20 years. But that's the difference. But you want to try to pay off these debts as much as you can. And obviously, some people, you know, incur a tremendous amount of debt and don't have the income to support paying, like your niece, a thousand dollars a month mm-hmm. payment. And and frankly, that's a lot of money to a lot of people, yeah, uh, especially in today's world where you may not come out making. You know, $40,000 for right out of school. You may come out making 30000 or maybe even 25000 And to ask somebody to pay $1,000 a month is a tremendous uh, hardship. Yeah. Absolutely. If I only have five years left toward paying off my student loans through the student loan forgiveness program, such as I'm working for a nonprofit or a governmental agency, would student loan consolidation adversely affect that? I don't believe it would, but there are rules that you have to follow, but I do not believe that would 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 be a problem. But gotcha. it's worth checking into. But again, in order to take advantage of those two programs, you have to register. Right. Say I'm working for a nonprofit. Now, where this really benefits somebody, think about it. A doctor comes out of med school with three, four hundred thousand dollars in loans, tries to get the smallest loan. But if he stays with that if he stays with a nonprofit hospital, he will turn around or a governmental run hospital, he can get he can get his debts paid off in ten years, which is tremendous. Same thing with a nurse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a great deal. Government workers they also get the benefit. There should be a prohibition about giving a free student uh, eradication of student debt to IRS employees. We'll link up in the show where you can register. If you're not registered, we'll link up to that in the show, show exactly. notes. Terrific. And for our listeners who are curious if student loan consolidation works for them and they want to connect with debt.com, please call 844-334-7813. Again, that's 844-334-7813. Or type in debtfreeguys.com forward slash 262 in your URL and you'll be routed directly to our landing page where we can bounce over to debt.com to get some more information on student loan consolidation. Howard, thanks again for joining us. It's it's always informative and and enjoyable to have you on the show, and we we appreciate your time. Thanks so much for having me. And in the end, this is a great partnership, and you guys are terrific. You're caring, and that's all it takes to get out of debt, to find the right partners that are going to point you in the right direction and 
definitely you guys are the right partners. Thank, Thank you. you. And likewise, make sure to check out more ways that Capital One can help you achieve financial well-being at CapitalOne.com. That's CapitalOne.com. Thank you, Howard, for another great interview on Queer Money. Thank you, our listeners, for listening to another episode of Queer Money. Here is your Queer Money takeaway from this episode. As you heard, student loan consolidation may be a way to expedite paying off your student loan debt, but there's a lot to know, and it can feel daunting. That's why we suggest either calling 844-334-7813, that's 844-334-7813, or going to debtfreeguys.com forward slash 283 to connect with debt.com to get all your questions answered before making any money moves. Finally, please remember that we make the Queer Money Podcast for you, so please post your money questions in the Queer Money Facebook group, and we may answer your question in an upcoming episode. Thank you, and have a wonderful week. From Los Angeles, California to Winooski, Vermont, we're taking Queer Money on the road. Join us as we gamify personal finance with Queer Money Bingo, or catch our signature Live Fabulously, Not Fabulously Broke Talk, and so much more in between. Check out QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player regularly for date and location updates.